How many of you have dated outside of your race? How many of you would be willing to date outside of your race? How many of you are not willing to date outside of your race? Okay. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Serena Williams, Eve, Rihanna uh, have all found love uh, across the racial divide. More and more black women, of course, seem to be willing to follow in their footsteps. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry, King himself, and you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. And today is a special one. Yes, yes, I have a returning guest. Very, very long time away. She featured on my podcast called She Knew Nothing, titled after her own podcast. And I'm so glad that she's back talking about deep shit yet again <laughs> you're gonna love it i have with me today everybody clap your 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 hands turn up your earbuds turn up your speakers Woo! for my guest today aisha odu ola o woo how you doing girl i'm good i did I'm good. good i'm so I, I was i was making sure i got that name right girl oh my look come on they now because i just i just I, I am a firm believer in people saying people's names right you know what i'm saying right. i ain't even a person right. who had that type of plight my name mm -hmm. is very you know what i'm saying european as hell it's two first names <laughs> It's right, real right. easy. You you know at least two writings in your lifetime, so you done said it at least once before, and it's simple. You feel me? So, right, but, right, everyone right, else right. around me has had has had that type of story, and I've and I've always had some empathy for that. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Like people do need to say your <laughs> name right. We want to just make I up can't, nicknames. I'm you, cold sweats when you don't see your natural teacher and Man. the substitute comes in. Mm. Nah, <laughs> it's be, um, a. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm here. I, you have that conversation with her before she even take role. You mm -hmm. see that last name? That's me. I'm here. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. But podcaster, as well as creative in her own right, I'm so glad that you're back with us here at the Simply King Podcast, the Soulfully yeah. Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. So, thank you all. <laughs> To everyone's listening for all that you do in terms of following, commenting, sharing, reviewing. Keep on subscribing. Listen everywhere. Podcasts are available. I appreciate y'all. But let's jump right into this. Let's get right into the shits, right? Let's start with the Twitter check-in. Right now, my Twitter check in is essentially my kind of consistent pop culture segment. I love Twitter. Twitter mm -hmm. has has grown. I've grown an affinity for Twitter for the past two years because I feel like I, I'm, I understand it a lot more now. Okay, and it's bet. always shit happening on Twitter. I literally right. have seen millions of things go viral live in my hands. You know what I'm saying? And it's a trip. But one thing specifically that I think is interesting, that I think is on brand to with the conversation that we're going to have this evening, and that is 
essentially a clip came from, I believe it was a Keeping Up from the Kardashians clip, which I believe this show is probably shot in clips because I don't think I've ever seen a full episode. <laughs> I think it's right. just like this next week, you know, on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I feel like that's literally right. the whole show. Right. Literally, there was a clip that got out, I guess, promoting the show or whatever, whatever, that was essentially Kanye and Kim looking like they're probably getting, to, you know, getting ready for something, some type of event or something. And Kanye comes at Kim saying, you know, I, I, I fell away about, you know, you posting and dressing, you know, in these tight clothes and these sexy clothes, you know, and all these different things. Mind you, this is Kim Kardashian. Kardashian West. With Kanye West. I'm not talking about two random celebrities that you guys have never heard of. I'm talking about <laughs> the two people that you've heard of and have been forced into your life for the past, you know, decade. Well, at least one of them been forced in your life. One of them you probably forced. welcomed, you know? <laughs> yes, I'm up sure. until Up until recent, recent uh, days. So right. what I want to ask you is have you seen this clip and tell me what you think about – because I think the dynamics of him feeling a way about it, because she obviously – I think it's, it's I don't like complimenting the Kardashians, but I think she responded in the way that I think a lot of people would respond <laughs> um, right, just because right. it's, it's like, really, Kanye? And she pointed out of his all things of all people for mm-hmm. all, of all things, all people. She was like, you made me into this. Like you, you, you created this space for me to to step into this in the best way. His, mm-hmm. If you if you know anything, you know, this man. And also, if you were keeping up with the Kardashians, you would know that this woman was fairly, fairly, you know, on the on the low scales of, you know, stylish. Right. She wasn't she wasn't as couture as she is now. She wasn't as, you know, daring right. and, and you know, breaking necks as she is now. She got with Kanye. Right. He definitely upgraded that closet. I think it was a right. thing. I didn't watch it, but I heard that he like got rid of all her clothes and got her new ones. Right. And certainly supported every single thing. He literally had her on a damn bicycle, butt ass naked in a whole video. You feel me? Look, Not just shit she look. doing on her own, but her, his shit. I need you butt naked see, with me, baby. He was a curator and art director for too many of her shoots. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he look emboldened her. Emboldened. And I think, and yes, he emboldened her. I think there was um, there's a, there's major support in it. There was major push to it, yep. And so for for him to actually kind of go back and say, "Well, I wish," I mean, I'm not gonna hold you. It low key borderlines emotional abuse and mental abuse. Mm. Um, and and the reason why I say that is because you build someone up to tear them down yep. with deciding things for them mm-hmm. and, and, and insinuating that this is something that I don't like anymore yep. or don't, I don't like that you do it, even though you're the same person who built her up, even though, you know, we, she has her own, you know, history, but like oh. you said, she wasn't, she, she may have had a, a history, but that doesn't mean her personality is the personality that we are now seeing. And that not only, for her, you created a personality for her family. Yeah, to feel emboldened as well. Validated so, everybody, kinda like every, everybody. He, he influenced was, he everybody. Was, he was really the and most legitimate person to kind of like come into the fold. Like everybody and say, else would really, would really like you know B B list or C list in levels of like 
we obviously are people who are reality stars. That's the way people see right. us. And the people that we associate ourselves with are the quote unquote stars or celebrities that are known for other things in terms of their friends and associates and all these different things. And right. the men that they brought around them were usually the people who had some sense of talent or what have you. And Kanye mm-hmm. genuinely was the one who not only did he have not only did he have a lot of black people on his side, but he just had the world on his side. So it brought mm. so much legitimacy into that whole family, especially him being with Kim. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I think if he was right. with Chloe, this would be a whole different story. I think if he was with, with uh, Courtney, this would be a whole different story. And I don't think it would be that big of a thing. But mm-hmm. him being with the one who done it all, you know what I'm saying? Right. The one Ray J was with, you feel me? It made it right. into a thing, you know? But I would love to know, I, I like I like that you said it was like you know emotional abuse because I I think we're in an age now where we don't want to call certain spades spades. We've developed oh. we developed yeah. certain vocabulary. We've grown to a certain point to where we can now articulate the difference and the nuance in being a black woman, being a black woman who also is Southern, being a black woman who's also Southern, religious, gay, so on and so on and so forth. Like we can create this nuance to tell a story or to talk, to talk about the experience of a person, but we right. can, but we get squeamish. And I, and when I it comes to our favorite celebrity. And especially <laughs> when we get squeamish, when it comes to celebrities, we always, yeah. there's this, this tendency, we play back and forth a lot in terms of trying to identify the humanity in these people, but also, but also take away the humanity in them because of the pedestal that they're on. And I, and I believe that I believe that's, you know, by process of what the, you know, just the elements of the world, I think we should never give people too damn much, but we also should call shit. Like we, there are so many human things occurring that we can't sit here and be like, well, we don't know their life. We don't, well, they show us a lot. <laughs> they, they show us no, so much. This, but see, this this is the thing. This is this is not just a show. This is an exposure. Yeah. Okay. This is not just oh, I'm showing you this, mm-hmm. right? This is not like a a showing, a telling of the. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is exposure. Meaning, even if I did not want to see, I am going to see. Yeah. This is not. This is not this regular celebrity that we're talking about. We are talking about one of the most richest people that we see, producing wise credits and whatever. Yeah. They make sure and navigate what we see is in every screen on every screen. Yeah. So it's it's not, and this is not just some like, oh, we like them because of whatever. This is a very calculated situation. Very. All right. Checks are being divvied up when when they are mentioned. Yeah. Okay. And so it's not, and so. So when we when we talk about these like these like oh these small like oh you know he he said something and this whatever mind you him being able to say certain things about emboldening his wife and making her feel safe enough to do those things because it was a safe house for even if it was just for her because of who he is and him saying it other people other men were able to open up their mindset to have that thought process and embolden other women to feel safe and whatnot to do what they want to do too. Hell yeah. And it's and 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 that and then now that backpedal, that cute, sweet backpedal that Kanye loves to do, 
um, that he thinks is small, but it's actually a magnanimous move mm-hmm. because he doesn't do small. He does extremes. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, man, like, okay, so now, and that and that's why it always goes back to it doesn't matter what, it, it, it can't matter what someone else tells you is safe or not safe to do. You've got to do what you feel is safe and not safe for you to do. Period. Because there's always going to be someone who changes their mind. Period. And if you're focusing on catering to the opinion and the thought process of another person, you are failing to reach the opportunity and freedom to think for yourself. And that's one thing, Kanye, I do not feel like he does all the time. I do not believe he has an original thought. I think he recycles other thoughts and then tries to fine-tune it with his idea of what is creative. And it's not creative. It's not new. It's not free. Nope. It's, it's manufactured. It's, manufactured. It's actually it's, it's repro- reproduced and recycled. And for some people, I guess that's cute. That's fun. That's, that's cool. But... Nah, dog. But on some, <laughs> like, but on nah. some deep shit, on some deep shit, isn't <laughs> that, isn't that his talent? Oh, remix. <laughs> his talent, his talent is to it is, take it things, is. It see is. something, see see something already created, and mm-hmm. then put the put the yay put the yay on it, and then mm-hmm. represent it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why I he, tried, he tries to, like, cr- try to, you know, call affinity to, you know, or similarities to, like, Steve Jobs. Because that's essentially what Steve, Steve Jobs didn't invent shit. He just gave right. you what was already there in a better form. You know? Right, I, right. Idolized it, you know? And I think that's right. what Ye has done. I, but before he wants, he it used to be the world in a certain way. Yeah. Before it used to be, I think a part of it used to, you know, have its level of, even though it was an old remix of something or used sample of something, yeah. there was an original sauce added to it. Hell yeah. There is nothing original about what is being done. Yeah. I think I think if anything, I think some of his go to go to situations doesn't work anymore. Your knife is dull. Yep. Your knife is dull. And I know it's a trusted and and, 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 and valued knife, but it's dull. It's rustic. Yes. Heck. Yes. And it needs it needs a revamp because now you're 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 toiling with certain things. You're Geppetto. And 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 I don't know if Geppetto makes a good father. Yeah. I don't know if Geppetto is better being a, a puppeteer or is he better being a pops. You know, sometimes people just be value I just I just value I value the fact that there is a discussion about people changing their mind and evolving because the reality is that we all need space to evolve and change and, and actually do those things. But like coming from someone who's messed up a lot, me, Aisha, who's messed up a lot. One thing that I really hate is when people are taking advantage of the opportunity that they're having when it comes to redemption. Mm. Like you don't like, you cannot take redemption lightly because it really, it really affects the pool. Yes. It really affects the pool. And for someone who says that they're changing and doing this rapid change or this, whatever, like change is not, it's not necessarily always rapid. Like change sometimes takes time. Yeah. And there was nothing that, I felt triggered this like there was nothing that I felt was like a steady build to this 
new person that we see now. Yes, I think it was very these are very there was very these are very, you know, calculated and very like this like intentional shift to play with my heart or play <laughs> I say with my heart but it's like to play with the heart of others as well, like or to play with the minds of others and and stuff like I mean like it's cool. I'm happy that because in all in all things in all things, God's name will always be praised. But it's so interesting how like it sometimes it's too easy to say I'm associated with this, therefore I'm gonna go ahead and do this and the other and profit from it as well. Because anybody's saying I want I I haven't seen someone tell me all the proceeds for these new church services and this that, and the other that, is going. When you have a church, when you have a church. When you church, when you have a church and they collecting tithes and whatever, the church should be able. You should be able to see the works that's actually being done. That yes. that that okay. There, there's an actual facility that needs to be funded and found and, and and built on. I do not see that. I see maybe I see maybe opportunities for the people he's single with, yeah. but I don't know if they get a check. I don't know. I don't know if their lives are being improved by this thing. You know dang, what I'm saying? Ding, ding. And so, and that's why I'm just like, look. Where's the service <laughs> in the Sunday? Where's, where's the fruit? Where's the where's service the in fruit? the Sunday service? Where, where's, where, where's the, where, where's the service actually in it? And the, and, and where, where does that actually go to? Because so often we look at the seed and I'm seeing the seed y'all. We seem the see, but we expecting a different fruit, and that's something I'm, I'm. Once again, you cannot piss on my head and tell me it's raining. Word. It's just not gonna work for me. I'm not into golden showers, so I think y'all need to go figure it out. <laughs> figure out, do do some do something different with it. You know, go to the lab, go to the studio, and really like go into what's what's really authentic. Because at the end of the day, no pun intended, Kanye knows how to make good music. No, you're right. We know that, but does he know how to? Does I don't? Is it fortifying us really, or is it just a? Is a supplement? Is a supplement to us not having to really take his BS? Yes. So let me give you this too. This is for me. This is from someone who may not have that much compassion for someone who's pissing on my forehead. I I don't know. Period. Something about Chicago. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you're right. No. You're right. And I, 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 I don't know. I, I think it's, it's interesting. And I think it's sad because I know that they're the part that gets me and we can move on and, and jump into the main topic. But the part that gets me is just the fact that there are so many men, um, heterosexual men and, and homosexual men who feel validated in the words or the, this action specifically that started this whole back and forth that me and you just had as validating them to do this to their partner. You know, like, mm. I just don't, I don't fuck with that. Like, I see I so often it. on Twitter people saying the dumbest fucking, like, I love how things on Twitter, things on social media, people don't realize that they keep trying to suggest these uh, thought experiments, right? right. They, don't, they don't even know that that's what they're doing, but they that's what they're doing. Set up this situation, how would you react? Half of these situations are already projecting a ism within the whole fucking question. So you saying <laughs> you you putting this random picture of this woman that you do not know who's wearing something that you believe to be scantily clad or whatever, 
mm-hmm. you sit here and attach this uh this possession on her saying if this was your girl this your woman right. and she about to go out what would you do what would you do or say what be like what in the patriarchy is going on over here <laughs> text her, text me when you get home don't wake me up babe like it could it should be it should be that simple because the fact yeah. of the matter is why would you be with someone and you have this you should never date someone or try to start some committed anything and then yet want to alter a thing that you met them with it's very strange uh, it's a very strange uh, thing to do and this is just it's, it's a it's a it's a it's, it's low-key it's a forming of love bombing which is a narcissistic quality mm. like you say love like, what love bombing mm. like if you look shout out to shamboodrum you're it and everything but love bombing is a thing where we like antiquate, like we we build up this idealistic like safety net of a relationship, and then the second something you know you don't like, cause or the something the the second that something you you don't you don't you don't think is beautiful or kind or love or whatever, you just start to retreat. Mm-hmm. from them or you try to or you try to say like this is something I don't really like and you, you push it and you push it and you push it mm. until they actually make a change and then and they and they see something wrong and then this is what this is what makes people crave their company and presence and attention because it's like it feels like you're telling me what's right for me but yeah. in actuality you're kind of keeping you know you're kind of like you're you're kind of holding away your love a little bit so they can come back to you with more with more of a uh, I I need your opinion. I yeah. need to know how you feel about this thing. I need to know so how to uh, yeah, to, to to navigate me and whatever and this now switches the control of it being a natural situation to now being controlled based on the person who's giving the love and taking the love away. Mm. And giving the support and taking the support away, yeah. and giving the empowerment and taking the empowerment away, it's it's what pimps do. It's yes. it's it's what it's that's how they build the bottom bitch. Yes. It's like okay, let's let's let me let me give you some love. Let me make sure you feel whole and peace and keep mm-hmm. it whatever. And then now when you do something left, I'm gonna show you that I'm colder than you. Yes. All right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a make sure the very thing that you did to impress me is the very thing that I shame you for. It's, it is a continuum of fuckery. Like, it's just, it's just continuum. a continuum. And continuum. I mean, and I'm not even going to hold you. I, I, I know I recognize this trait because I also had that trait. Mm. I, I also had that level of just like, okay, I'm going to give you this and then I'm going to give you that. I'm going to take it. I'm going to give you this. And then it says give and pull, give and pull, give and pull. And sometimes we are taught, look, I'm going to always keep it a bucket of, because I'm actually trying to do what it means for like actual change. Yeah. So I can't, I can't talk about the downfalls and the down pits of another person without exactly. acknowledging it and expounding on my own. That's real. That's real. And, and you know what? I have learned so much about accountability in this year. It's crazy, but <laughs> but the first thing the first thing I want to get into with you is that you not only were asked to be a part of the focus group and a part of the audience and the mm-hmm. not only audience crazy. but participants um, of uh, owns Black Women Owned the Conversation series. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. um, that have, you know, certainly That's swept the out. internet, created and started so many conversations on the internet, on the web, and, and hopefully within households privately as well, where they were continued after watching these things. But you not only were featured, but you also, there was a sound bite of you. You know what I'm saying? You was, was the first sound you hear, episode <laughs> three, okay? And so, so it's, it's, it's beautiful to be able to know that, your, you know, that your presence and your energy and all those things were felt enough that, because I'm assuming that a lot of people got the damn mic. And so they probably oh. recorded so many different people's responses to the the overall conversation that was happening. And so I mean, much that we did not women. see. Yes. It's a it's a it's a it's a hundred women and there's you know, there's only so much time and exactly. space for things to happen. I was just blessed because I was a part of the focus group mm-hmm. and then I also participated in the overall um experience. Yeah. And so it was it was yeah, I mean I more. I this is what we've talked about imposter syndrome before. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I definitely suffer from it, you yeah. know, and just kind of it's it was an I was in awe with so many women because it was just like, yo, like one black women together, we just look so beautiful. Like it was, just, it, it looked like it smelled good in the room. It smelled, look, <laughs> it smelled like say butter, joy, and degrees. Like it just smelled like people Ooh. done just. They just, they just, they just know what they want. They're mm. empowered, and 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 it's just so. It was, I mean. It it was probably one of those experiences that I will never forget for no. sure. And it seemed because diver- it, it seemed just reminded me too. It was like, organic. It was it was it organic. Was a lot of, a lot of di- it seemed like a lot of diversity. Like I could walk in there and oh, ask yes. for a mint condom tissue. Everybody yeah. gonna have whatever I need in their purse with the collective of women. In there. Oh yes, oh yes, and, and they'll have butterscotch, and, and the they'll have like they'll, you know what I'm saying? They'll just have Organic the things that you need. I'm telling you, it smelled like Fenty and Joy. It just, it just smelled good. It just smelled good. It was nice. And then on top of that, it was just that every woman had a story. Everyone was just, you know, when you think about people articulating their minds uh-huh. and just having even a space for you to, I mean, mind you, like there's, I know there's a lot of criticisms and, but there's also so many great, but there's the, one of the criticisms that I did see was the fact that like, we didn't get to hear everyone's voice and just any other. And it's like, look, sis, like I'm telling you, they're trying to make what was a four to five hour experience into a one hour episode, less, less than an hour episode. Mind you, there was women who were talking and we were living there. I'm telling you all the stories. So for them to even, I applaud them for even getting these, these things together because one topic will bounce from another topic, from another topic mm-hmm. to another topic. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I was surprised. It took me even a second to watch the episode because I was just like, I'm not, I wasn't even prepared for it. I, I was prepared, but not prepared for them to put me on there. Mm. But I was, it, it was, it was interesting to see because there was so many, there was just so many other women who were just like, so like their words were so luscious. Like their explanation was so like heartfelt because you could understand and you could. And I know that they, they had the editors had a hard time. I bet they did. I can imagine. I bet they did. I and can I, imagine. And I can only imagine just the. Um, I don't know. I, I can only imagine what that editing room was like. And I really wish that um, with things like that, because I think there are so many um, kind of like meetings and gatherings that occur yeah. 
that yeah. uh, there are some usefulness within it. I do believe that there should be that uh, level of um, where we, this is what we're going to share with the world because the world is going to see this. But I right. do, I do, right. I do see some uh, importance in it being experienced that the people who in that room had, and, right. and I think people see that as exclusivity. While mm. to me, I see it as inspiration to do this with my own group of people for yes. for, for either a similar for in, on the similar topic or to be able to you know curate or support something where people are doing that in their own communities and I think right. that's a way people can take away from it and for that's the things the goal. you didn't see and that's you could the just goal keep it going there is to continue yes was to continue the conversation mm-hmm. like it wasn't supposed to be the end all be all of conversation yeah. Yeah. But I think what it, what it did do, like, you know, Kanye did at one point, was it emboldened people. It, yes. it made them feel like they could have those conversations mm-hmm. and that there is a platform to for them to be heard. Yes. And, I mean, it's a big step towards a, a better direction than, um, than, we, than we've seen before. But, you know, because the reality is that people want black women to spend their money, but they don't always want us to speak up. And yeah. so this was an opportunity to say, no, we you not only can you profit, but you can profit from black women speaking up. Yeah. And I think that's something that we didn't always get to, you know, participate in and whatnot. But it's so interesting to see just even then, like, oh, man, it's just interesting to see just like we we need more black people in production, not just talent. Yes. But in production. Yes. Okay. We need to see more people curating these stories and yes. these opportunities for other people, you know, and for other women, specifically black women and other black people in general. Like, we just need to be in every space, you know, okay. because even sometimes those opportunities come, but it's not always either funded or always um, produced by black people and you know it's it's a major thing that i'm just like i'm this is my first stint with tv or anything like that so i was just like oh this is interesting to Mm -hmm. to see just like i mean there was thousands of we had to apply damn we had to apply for that process really to write something yes and i wasn't even going to do it because my friend She's already, you know, she she gets castings and she gets those, she gets that opportunity to, you know, have that access. And she just hit me up and she was like, I think this is something that you need to be doing. Mm. And uh, and awesome sister shit, like like this is and something you need to be doing. That's beautiful. And that's and I'm just like, okay, cool. And I, I thought, you know, once again, imposter syndrome. I was like, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. But the questions itself was healing. Just the questions that they were asking for us to answer and mm-hmm. give our opinion about. I was like, this is healing just to do alone. I just, I just Your feel like people was just love, be doing right? Oh yeah, no, yes. My episode was love, and I and God knows that <laughs> I was. I thought I thought was, you. Uh, you. I thought I was gonna do hair. I was like, oh, <laughs> they got me on this hair thing. I already about to do talk about it. no, because I'm a braid. I'm thinking, okay, cool, I got it. Yeah. And they said, no, we want you to speak about love, and I'm mm. just like, well, why you wanna go and do that? lover like, like why, why you want to why you want to go and do that because you know what that's, that's kind of clever <laughs> in terms of like sociology like it's a cool right. social uh decision to make if you if you gave them all that information 
And instead of mm. putting you with the obvious thing, they put you with mm-hmm. the thing. Cause in my mind to shake shit up, that would be a beautiful decision to make. Uh, yeah. Because it's like, you have a woman who with the little knowledge that we have about her, the people whose hair she's probably braiding the most are women as well, black women specifically. So mm-hmm. historically black women have forever told their mamas, their girlfriends and their hairdressers all their business. I'm so, telling you. So, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, so with that being said, this woman not only, and also I think because that the person who is the therapist, who is the, the sounding board for everyone, they always yeah. have a story that usually goes untold. They always have more. I'm a hood therapist. Yeah. So I'm the hood therapist. That's, yeah. that's just what it is. But, but and you, we hear about love all the time. But you have an opinion, <laughs> but you have an opinion that everybody needs to hear. Mm. And, I try. <laughs> and, but, I do, but I do want, before we jump to the next thing, I do want you to speak towards the comment that did make the air. Mm. And that was, uh, <laughs> Because, like I said, the topic was about love, and they asked him several different questions. And the moderator, I really liked. I really liked Carlos him. Carlos was cool. I really liked him. He was real. He was real cool, real smooth. And I thought that was. I thought. I, I think. Right now, I'm growing an affinity for. For consuming art that isn't for me, you know. And I say okay. that. I say that in a sense of like. I remember. I think it was. Uh, I think it was. Um, I think it was when Lemonade came out and it was the, it was the um, sorry. I think it was like the sorry video. And honestly, it was the whole damn thing. And there was yeah. so many parts in it that I remember my first feelings about it was like, I didn't really feel it was a lot about the male gaze. In this. Mm. And I'm okay with that because I'm able to recognize that they didn't serve. They didn't think to serve me at all with this artwork. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> Because right. I still enjoyed it. I still see the value in it. I still appreciate it as much as I would if they if if it was a damn thirty second scene of Beyonce and her and the whole all our dancers twerking on screen. Because that's right. obviously gonna serve most men, no matter who you are, where you are, what you believe in. And I think right. there's been a very consistent um publishing of content that is either made by is like truly like for us by us, but this is like for women and for black women women specifically. And I think in this instance, I enjoyed seeing uh, this man playing the role of just someone to serve within this, not because I feel like it's usually the reverse. You always have, if it's this man, very manly macho type of show, nine times out of 10, the women within the show are serving in some capacity. They're the DJ. They're the, the, the random, um, uh, quote unquote, female opinion. And that's all you need to be talking about is talk about the female opinion or talk about, or just be cute and stand over there or just bring drinks or just be a prop in some way, shape or form. Right. And I think it was not only it was more it was almost a better example and better use of if we're going to have any body of the of who this isn't for in the room, they need to be serving the people in the room in some capacity. And um, as facilitators. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoyed that. I like that. And I think because that I think that allows for any um, biases that may occur to kind of, you know, for you to kind of fail safe any biases that may occur. Cause you may have some woman that could be there kind of 
setting these questions up in a specific way, directing these right. certain things, because she has her own story to tell. And she should be able to say, just be able to speak on that instead of having to hold herself back on the opinions that she has about the things that are there. Um, I thought that right. was an interesting take, but let's talk about what you said. What you <laughs> now? I can't remember what the question. I think the question was about uh, dating, inter, like interracial dating. Interracial dating, yeah. Which I have, uh, you know, a million different opinions about as well. More so about but, the uh, the marketing and the advertising of it. Um, I think that really? I think that, <laughs> I think that that's a whole another uh, episode. Uh. But what? <laughs> What was, and a conspiracy theory. Yeah, but what? <laughs> what wrapped what, all in one. <laughs> right? What exactly, if you can remember, you don't have to remember it verbatim, obviously, was your uh, statement that made it to air. I b- believe I remember, but I feel like it comes best for you. I, 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 even for, this is this is me paraphrasing, paraphrasing my own quote, but I said that I, for, for me, I just rather not... Um, sleep next to anyone that reminds me of oppression. Mm. And um, I think sometimes that that opinion alone is always just, we think is naturally just towards white men. Mm. But the reality is that anyone who oppresses me as a black woman in this world, I do not want to be sleeping next to. Period. So if it's another man, whether he be black or white, if he's oppressing me, I don't want to sleep next to him. Mm-hmm. It, and, and, but what tends to be the situation, which was also the situation for me was for me, I just don't want to do it. And the reason why I don't want to do it is because I've done it before. Mm. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I'm not one of those women who's like, Oh, I would never. It's just that I have, and I've come to a realization for me that the things that I'm trying to achieve in the skin that I'm in only can be achieved with someone who 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 matches that, mm-hmm. who matches that, and mm-hmm. and and it's no fault of anyone else's. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I want people to be able to feel emboldened and free to do whatever they it, whatever works for them. I just happen to know what works for me. What I think is a problem is that the people who say we are most intolerant of other people are probably the most intolerant of other people having an opinion and freedom to do something. Because oftentimes we're kind of shamed and guilted to believe that to believe in black love. Mm-hmm. Like we're 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 like, oh, you know, it's it's 2019, like. I don't know why you feel like you you gotta wait for the black man or wait for him. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't see it as wait because I don't. I'm not thinking on a scarce mindset. Mm-hmm. I believe that there is someone for everyone. Yes. I also believe that there is black men in abundance who are not in jail, who are not gay, who are not on the download. Thank you. Like I, Thank I you. genuinely. I believe that, that I believe in that because I just don't believe in scarcity. So it's a numbers thing for people, and it's like, well, look at all the statistics. I'm like, yeah, that's those are those are the same statistics that tell you that you are unattractive. Mm. So, um, as a black woman, mm. so I'm I'm one of those people who's just like, look, at the end of the day, I see what I see. Okay, I yeah. see what I see, and what I see is that there is a full abundance of black men that do want us, but we may not always have the 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 spaces to meet each other yeah. or the spaces to have deeper connections. Yes, and and that's and that's that's for 
everyone. Period. Dating is hard for everyone, yeah. and but it is shows has it's been exclusively hard for Black women. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like what's adding to that difficulty is passed on word that is not true, or I don't believe it's true. Like. I may be coming from a place of privilege on this topic, but at the end of the day, like, I'm I'm not, I don't feel like, I just feel like there's somebody for everybody. And it doesn't, I don't have to have the same interest that you have. Like, I understand that people want to, you know, deal with certain things a little bit differently in their life, and they don't want to have to do this. But I've, I've, I've seen, and this is for both people, black men and black women, but I've seen both types of people who date white people mm-hmm. literally treat white people or how they deal with people in general is completely different than another black person coming to talk to them. Mm. I've seen it. I've mm. seen I've seen I've seen black men perk up when they see what they call a snow bunny. Yep. And I've also seen and I've also seen black women perk up when they see a Todd. Like I've just, I've just, I've seen it, and I'm just like, you don't, you don't keep that same energy. You mm-hmm. come in, in on both parts, both parts, okay? Like Raheem and Keisha doing weird shit. Like it's, it's just like, dang, you really don't, you really don't, you kind of close yourself off to that. And I'm, I, I might not know what's going on because trauma is very real, mm-hmm. whether we acknowledge it or not. But the effects of it is a very real thing. And I'm just like, I get it. I definitely get it. But at the same time, it's just like for me, I want to make a conscious effort mm-hmm. to be with someone that I feel best will best execute the vision that I have in my head. And the vision that I have in my head is not a wrong vision. And I think it's a beautiful vision. And some people may think it's a a limited vision, but you may not, you may see it as a limited vision, where for me it's boundless, it's completely boundless. Like, you can have, like, a luxury and, and and a fulfilling and fortifying and loving relationship with another black person. And I'm one of those people who just believes that. And and there's so much diversity in blackness, and mm-hmm. that's what we've got to experience with the different types of women, mm-hmm. is that there's just so much diversity. We went to HBCU. We know that there's not just one type of black person. Period. There's too, too many different types of black people out here. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just like, I don't know, like... I don't know, like, there's just, it's just, but I've dated white, I've dated white people, I've spent holidays with white people, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've I've seen, I've went to school with white people, you know, I've been in romantic relationships with white people, so I get it, and I see the allure, I promise you I see the allure, because I'm just like, it seems like it's easier, mm. it seems like it's, it's, it's one of those things, romantically, it seems like it's easier, but you have to remember that systematically, a white person, a potential white person, has had the freedom to be romantic with his people, mm-hmm. has had the freedom to actually think about having a family yeah. and think about those things and been, and been raised in a household that, ha- that, that gives an example for those things. Yeah. And uh, uh, compared to a black male who, you know, who may have certain examples in his life that this, if he do have, if he does have, if he does have examples, it's come from a very trying place. Yep. A very trying place. Grandma had her husband, but also had to deal with her husband having to 
you know, if he didn't come home at night, that something bad was going to happen to him, not because he did something bad, but literally because of how he looked. Mm-hmm. And because he was able to provide for his family, because he wanted to provide for his family. Yeah. Like, there, there is a freedom yep. that white men tend to have of just being able to love. Mm-hmm. And to be able to share that with his family. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do so and feel, feel free to do so without his family or him being endangered. There is a freedom with that. And when we kind of come into that realization of just that, like, this is also a very systematic thing. I understand that race is a social construct and this and the other, and it's, and it's, it's cool to think so, but it was constructed, y'all. <laughs> just because it's a construct doesn't mean that it's still, it was constructed, meaning there's a usage for it. Yeah. There's a usage for it. There's a systematic and generational usage for it. And, like, it's just, it's so, it's baffling to me sometimes. Even for myself, I was just like, dang. I, for me, I can't know this and feel safe hmm. with someone who's benefiting so much from this. And then as a consolation prize, I'm like, what? I, I'm, I love you so much. And that's that possession thing that makes me feel weird when it comes to like men keeping accountable and stuff like that. Like that you have to, you have to be a sister, a friend, uh, uh, a wife, uh, a mother in order to be, to, for the perspective to be seen as yep. this is a good, you know, like you have to, you have to be convinced that this is associated with you. The reality is, is that like some white men are just benefiting. I've seen white men get cool points, immediate cool points for dating a black woman. Yeah, imme- imme- immediate. But then, but but bring a Becky home. She got a she got a fight. Actually, she really got a fight to to show her worth and this and the other. Todd don't always got to show his worth. He might do a little dance or something, or he might do a little like he he might he might have a little a little bit of soul in him. For little, him little to John be, B. little John B, right? And John B got the good. No, <laughs> sir, I need to actually know. Do you understand that systematically, I'm in danger of of existing? Like I'm, like I'm, I'm a problem. And 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 even though you may not internalize, it, and I understand people are like, well, this is suffering, and we don't. I don't want to talk about all the trauma and this and the other. Yeah. And I'm just like, good, that's fine for you, but like there's people who are really losing their lives because of this. And so it's not just like something I can, I can like, you know, put it under my, my rug and be like, well, it's not happening to me. And just any other. It's like, because the thing is, it's not happening to you yet. And I hate that we have to wait for something to happen to us for us to understand. But we see that with ASAP. Yeah. We see that with a lot of people that sometimes things just need to happen for them, for them to realize, and then they be like, okay, cool. Yep. Oh, dang. Yep. Dang. You, you, oh. you know what I think a lot of it is, what I've gotten to about it, is what I've heard a lot of women and men say who have dated white, and specifically white. Nothing else but specifically white. Right. And that was um, another thing. Because for me, it seems like I've heard... Black women articulate this in a very specific way. And I think black men who, quote-unquote, have to come to this defense of themselves and who they, quote-unquote, have loved and so on and so forth, there is the, I think there is this dissonance that 
they believe, and I could get in trouble for saying this, but I believe this and I would battle anybody on this stance because there, there is this belief that I feel like they believe that they're taking this shortcut to healing from their own trauma and struggle of being in within their living within their identity by associating themselves and, and and associating themselves and open their hearts up to someone that doesn't look like them because right. it feels it's a lot more. I feel like they see loving someone that looks just like them as more weight added on to the journey. Hmm. And I just, I don't huh. see it that way, but to me, just by the way that they move about it. Cause I've seen, I've literally been around men that I could not understand. They've been single. And they usually only date white women. Mm-hmm. And when black women show interest in them, because these are still black men, still handsome, mm-hmm. still doing things with themselves, they damn near like scatter. They damn near like quiver. Mm-hmm. But when they're around who they usually date, they have this, they, 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 their chest is big. You know, they, they fill in themselves. They peacock. They, they, like, they, they, they peacocking. Like, they peacocking. Yeah. And, 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 no. and, and, it, and it blows my mind because for me for me i haven't i haven't experienced i haven't experienced uh interracial interracial dating in terms of like black and white like that Mm -hmm. i think for me i think i do have this aura and this energy about myself that like that is like that uh like the really black guy so i don't know if like like i I go home (laughs) with him it may really be a a journey you know what i'm saying uh i feel like that's what i give off because i've never or maybe i just because I'm so entrenched in like blackness within my own life story, I don't even pick up on the signals. I don't even see it. the That's green true. lights may be different. I don't even ca- catch true. the same type of hints. But also, <laughs> it it also I had to sit there and look at myself and ask, well, maybe I don't want to catch the hints. Like maybe I don't genuinely care to. <laughs> and and then on top look, of that, sometimes I even have to fight the hints. I got to fight the hint because all my friends always said, Aisha, I just knew, I just knew you were going to get married to a white dude. Mm. And I'm like, yo, like. People put that on me. Is, yo, Mike, you feel me? People like, put that on me all the time. On. They was like, you, they was like you, you just conscious woke dude. You, you always talking right. about black people. And I just and knew he was going to go to Howard and this, that, and the yes. other. He was just going to be just so down, but he white. You and I was just like, yo. Dude. You know, and I, Damn. I don't, I, I'm for, for me, I just, and when I sat there and I, I just asked myself one day, like, why haven't I ever dated someone white? Do I mm. care to? And the one, and the women that I found attractive, I thought about why I thought they were attractive. Interesting. And the <laughs> why, the to? why led me to believe that I don't need to even think about this. I don't, if it happens, it happens <laughs> because it, in, in all in all seriousness and like honesty, every quality they had reminded me of black women. So I'm like, right. I'm literally attracted to white women who remind me of black women. Ooh, and that's that Kim Kardashian syndrome. So it's like, yes. how am I like, so, so if, cause, cause for me, the only white women I've ever been attracted to in real life, like real people, it's a quality they possess that makes me feel like, okay, this could be possible. She don't even all like I had to ask if she was white. 
Cause she, she had like a she she had that what she they had what they, that olive skin <laughs> bullshit, which I don't really understand what that means. Or her lips might be a little full. Olive is green to me. Olive's been green to me, you know what I'm saying? It's a white olive at the olive bar, but that, I thought that was special. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know. Or she might have a full lip or a little curve, or her hair might be a certain texture. But I'm from the South, so I don't know what Jewish women and Greek women look like. So I'm right. like, oh, oh, these are all white women. And I'm, exactly. I'm looking at them this way because I'm really trying to figure out and make it make sense for myself. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, if I was to like take this serious and shoot my shot and, and if successful or not, that is what I'm clinging to. I'm clinging that right. this is a woman and that she reminds me of this. She reminds me of that. And then on top of that, I can have conversations with her that are bounds and leaps away from my struggle as a black man. She does. I don't it's have a, to, I don't have to come home escape. and talk about Trayvon Martin. I don't have to come. I can literally come home and she might not have ever seen it. Mm. It's a possibility that it's so out of her wheelhouse. Like she may right. be quote unquote as woke. Cause I don't give a damn what woke ass white person you have. They're going to miss it. They're not that yeah. no one's that in tuned and it, or right. if they are, it took them a very long time to get to that point to where they are in the newsletter. They are coming to the meetings. You feel me? And right, right, where they right, understand right. like, this is what people are caring about right now. This is what, this is what the kind unless of, unless they have kids. Is. You say and then that's 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 when it's able because it's yeah yeah it's that they when have they kids. have children then that's when the interest of Blackness. not even is but black well like well being is is there because sometimes you could be dating someone and this any other and still not necessarily get it until yeah. you actually birth a black person yeah and then you're like oh or a, a person who's biracial but will always always be identified as black. Yeah when they're separate from you. So that's when uh, 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 what I see to be a genuine, deep interest is. Like, that's when it comes. That's when I see it. That's when I'm like, oh, okay. But then it shouldn't always, once again, that possessive thing, it shouldn't always take that situation for you to care because at the end of the day, if it did not, if you did not have kids and you was just comfortable, like if he just had kids and you was comfortable being a stepmom, you would still have a selective dissonance about the situation. That's, that's so the problem. Real. That's so real. That's, that's so real. And I don't know. I just, it, I thought that was very dope that you said that. I think that was the boldest shit in that whole thing. And it, it, it touched me because I'm like, that's deep. <laughs> I, I, I ain't even, I ain't even. Come I, to they didn't expect for me, it. Yeah, because for me, it's just simple as I had, I had, I remember somebody had, like, I remember somebody coming at me, like, just like what you said, they try to make you feel like it's something wrong with you almost. Right. But I remember telling someone, I was like, I haven't even as far as kissed a white woman. They was like, really? Never? Right. I'm like, right. no. And they was just like, but why? <laughs> like, what, why like, not? What, what's the reason? Like, is there a reason? <laughs> are you do, or do you not just attract to them? What what is it? And I'm just like, to be honest with you. And you have to explain yourself. You have to have a good enough reason, a substantial reason for you not to 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 participate. <laughs> but my but my reason honestly was one that they couldn't didn't didn't want to go down the <laughs> road on. And that was and this was in a mixed crowd of people. I literally said to him, I was like, culture matters to me. And I don't give a mm -hmm. damn if that's if you black too. Like right, right, if you're a black woman, right. if you're a black woman, and I gotta teach you so much about things that I, be, I ain't gonna say I believe you should know, but I believe that 
I've already, I've, I grew up on, because I'm, I'm going to have an amalgamation of so many different things. Like, if, right. you, if you have any identity within the Southern, within Southernness, within, within um, just any type of consciousness, within, in, within terms of your history or affinity for your history, within just black culture, popular culture, it's certain things that I don't want to have to explain every single joke, every single reference, every single, like, thing like oh you haven't seen none of these movies you haven't read none of these books or heard of none of these people i have to literally catch you up on all of these things i think right. that's a commonality that i that I'm, I'm not unique in the things that i'm attached to these things existed before me and i know there's right. millions of people who who have a crossing of all these different not even say identities but experiences that I right. don't want to have to explain. That I, I want to have a connection through that culture. And an understanding right. through that culture. And for us to then have a higher level, a deeper, like to push past what we now know. We all are on this extremely, almost equal uh, playing field in terms of just mindset and experience. And yours may be different in this way, so on and so forth. But for the most part, we're moving together. And the I don't core have to values are the same. Yeah, so yeah, I don't I don't want to date I don't want to date Bethany, and for Bethany to come from this middle class family, in the middle of the fucking Midwest, and for her to have I've been to you know Atlanta, but I haven't like been to Atlanta. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to have to explain what the fuck HBCU is to her. I, right. But, but like I said, it's a culture with me no matter what the race is. So right. Right. If it's a black woman that that is has lived in a specific bubble throughout her right. life, which there are plenty of people like that, right. I don't want to date her either. Like I don't, I don't want to go through the labor of sitting. And you gotta her. feel comfortable and confident to say that, yeah. and not feel like you know because we don't. We really the same don't. Thing to me, right? We never got mad at people. wasn't getting mad when John Mayer said he don't date black women. But look. At the end of the day, he knows they're beautiful. He knows whatever, but he don't date them. But then he dates what he likes and whatever. And you didn't see white women be like, "Oh, oh hell, no. Yeah. Uh, 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 like, like, no." It's just or it, or I don't know. I just feel like sometimes we kind of take too much into like it's simple. Chemistry really works, and yeah. if and common having a common interest it does. It, it does you better, you know. It, it serves it, it serves well to have them, I mean, and and opposition is always good too. But the level of opposition that I'm trying to have, I just feel like I want. Uh, I would like a very uh, minimized number because I, this is a this is a long term situation. This yeah. is for longevity, yeah. and I want to be able to feel like I can grow with this person, and I can. I, and you are always exchanging things, and every like a relationship is a is a is a cum- accumulation of exchanges. So you are exchanging things within yourself, and you're exchanging things within your partner. And it's just like you got to remember that like everyone has a very interesting story. Like I remember with me, even when I made a conscious decision to date black, that doesn't mean my job was easy. Okay, I now understood what most of my girlfriends were going through, <laughs> and I was like, dang, I didn't really know like this. And it was it, it's easy to just think that like dating black requires a level of of, of compassion. Black love requires compassion. It, it literally requires compassion, and I think that's another reason why a lot of black people are struggling to actually even let go of a Kanye. Mm-hmm. It's because we have such a huge uh, 
capacity for compassion, um, which is sometimes a, a fault of ours. Yes. I'm never going to hold you. Yes. Um, because then we have situations where, you know, we we hug murderers and, and we, you know, and we kind of, we we forgive so easily about things and that and the other, and that causes levels of trauma. Like, and I and I get it. Like, I get that we're gonna need things. I'm I'm here to love with accountability. My black love is is just saturated with accountability, mm-hmm. with transparency, mm-hmm. with compassion, mm-hmm. with grace because yep. we need grace, but also with structure mm-hmm. and and key foundational pieces for me when it comes to a black love couple relationship whatever you want to call it is that we have to have a level of compatibility and and i think that's the word that some people are afraid to say and even people in interracial relationships is not the reason that you like if you if you say that's not why you like him because he's white you just say it's true that we are just more compatible and I, I can't nobody fault you on your compatibility with another person. Period. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't, I can't fight you on that. Like, I can't fight you on that. I can never fight you on that. I find myself to be more compatible with black men. That's how, that's how I feel. But, but, yes. I don't know. There's a comfort level. Yes. There's a comfort level. But it's also just an awareness for me, too, is just that, like, damn, there's, there's a way I want to be protected. And I, and I feel like you are able to protect me in such a way that, you know, regardless of what happens, I know that you, you, you know, you gave it your all. Yeah. You gave it your complete all. And that's for me, I, I, I tend to see that more with the black men I surround myself with. But, I mean, and that goes for different places. I did an episode called Debunking Jungle Fever years ago. <laughs> and Check the, it out. And I, and I, and I did that because... Um, it was a social experiment, but also I was inspired by a conversation I had with uh, my ex where it was, um, I essentially just asked her and I think she gave me one of the best answers to why, uh, why there's this disdain for black women's opinion about when black, when black men date white women Mm. and the way that they act, they said they're, they're not, she was like, she was like, we're not upset. We like, you can be with whoever you want to be with. No one's upset with men being with whoever they want to be with. The energy that comes behind it is if they have won, as if they have won the fucking lotto, and this is who they've right. chosen. But nine times out of ten, these men have done all of their dirt, done all of their growing, done all of their damaging of people to oh, black God. women, and have, <laughs> and have been sharpened. Mm-hmm into a better person and been pushed to this certain level. And this is who they've gotten themselves around. And this is who they're choosing as their trophy, as their trophy wife. And they're not really, then that, that growth somewhat stops. But, and I, and I added to that in the social experiment that I did was simply by going around asking my coworkers, you know, how do they feel about, you know, black women's response when they talk, when they, when they're not really for, um, this thing and they immediately what's crazy is no matter who they were man or woman whatever their ethnicity was they immediately got very dismissive they was like yeah you know what I don't get why they do that like they need to let that go that's <laughs> like 
like every, love is love. Everyone should like they should really get over that. They're not their men. They don't. Should, it was very, it was very fucking interesting <laughs> to me. And I'm like, damn, this was a unanimous fucking results <laughs> where yep. everybody yep. dismissed what they're saying. So that means no one. That means no one has ever asked them why. Ask them what do you feel. Ask them what do you see. Ask them what their stance is. That's why I did the. It, that's why I did it, and I, I compiled and and had the whole theme of it to be around all of these significant men throughout history who have gotten these. You know, who have chosen white women, and the commonality to all of them when when approached when approached about who they decided to marry, they all have the same script. And that is my problem with black men who do date outside their race, because when you're challenged on it, mm. you immediately you immediately go to this script right here. I love black women. I've dated black women before. Uh, uh, that is that's part of the script. Uh, uh. <laughs> Stammers. <laughs> <laughs> I love all women. And then lastly, I love my wife. I don't get why people are like this. We're living in a new age. And the problem with that is that you should be aware enough to understand the ridiculousness of that question. You should, you should immediately react in a sense of awareness where you're like, when have you ever asked George Lucas why, he date, why his wife is black? asked Rob De Niro why he dated this black woman why all these various white men have dated mm -hmm. outside of the race because you don't have to, you don't need an answer for that oh you, but but they have they have answers which is interesting which is interesting it, right yeah. we have white men who say like we've dated we date black women because they're loyal and they're and they're uh, uh, they they can they can build you up and yeah. and, and but but the, but these also same tropes of what a black woman can do and whatever is still on the basis of usage. Yes. And it's the, yes. It's the basis of labor. Yes. Okay. And, and, we and, are constantly doing. We gotta do something yes. for you, like. And, and, and it's exhausting. <laughs> and all I tell, all I'm gonna tell all the men who are listening to this, who just so happen to find themselves in an interracial relationship, and I'm not condemning you for it. Right, but right, what right, I don't right, want right. you to do is to use that script I just said. What I do want you to do is to flip on these people and ask them, and literally just say, "I, I fell in love with this woman. I love right. this woman. I had a connection with this woman." And take your words. I'm compatible with her. I'm compatible with her. Like it, and it has and, nothing and to do with race. If it really doesn't have anything to do with race, why make it about race? They've made you keep it on race. They've made you right. talk about that. And the right. fact that that's where you jump to means that you're defensive, means that this is something that you think about. You're projecting mm -hmm. so many different feelings about this thing. Right. And it's okay if you, but, but my thing is like, keep it a buck 50. Keep if it a buck. Like, that's, it, and it, it really is, it's just really just saying it, but my thing is, it's just like, we also have to stop, like, reacting <laughs> in such a way of this atrocity. Like, it's like, look, at the end of the day, like, he wants, because that, that anger also kind of pushes the level of, like, scarcity mindset. 
I am not angry at this black man, like, because sometimes I'm just like, some of, the, some of the black men that I see that do end up dating white women, I'm just like, you know what, you maybe you might, maybe you're right. We actually did not, we did not need you on our actual roster. We yeah. do not need you. And, and for us that's because what I tell a lot here, of women. <laughs> you like, you out here women. doing Susie dead wrong, and I, I feel like I need to introduce it to my brother. Like, <laughs> he was like, just, just. I'm not, I'm not jealous of it. I'm not losing anything from it. I know that, but that's because I believe in abundance. So I just believe that the same way there was something for her to have, there's something for me to have, and it's and it's more fit, well fit for me. And you know, like they have to figure out how to build that and do whatever because there, there are things that come with it. It is not an easy thing to be in an interracial relationship at all because mm-hmm. you got people hating you from so many sides. And then on top of that, you got to figure out how it is to evolve as your own self with someone who may not always understand what you got going on. And then on top of that, to add kids to it, it could be a challenge for them to figure out their level of ID and whatnot like we have shows now like called mixed dish and whatever but even then like the fact that this is a designated life that's going to happen for your kids is just a thing and you know and it's a conscious thing that you know we think that the world is going to adapt to but it's still it still takes time for a lot of people to even accept certain things yeah. like and stop. And, and stop. I'm just like, it's, it's, I don't want to add to it, but at the same time, I also want my kids to be black. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like... I, and, and, I, I, and my last soapbox thing, and we can move on, is stop <laughs> for everybody who is biracial, who is, who whatever, whatever it is, stop pushing and stop saying to people that you are an example of like this, that, you know, that racism doesn't okay. have to be a thing. And. <laughs> <laughs> and you like in a National Geographic says in a few decades we're all gonna look like me and like stop right. <laughs> stop saying that shit there because that shit is not <laughs> going to solve a damn thing that is right. not how this shit works. <laughs> it's gonna confuse people, a couple of people and it's not, people it's, not, it's, not, it's not it's not it's not it's not confusion through ignorance. It's just confusion through classism. Like yes. the reality is, is that like there are levels of like maneuvering and like upheaval that certain people get, and it's not it's not a bad thing. But you're also like you're also suppressed. I won't say oppressed. I'll say suppressed because there is a level of admittance that you may not always feel be able. Like you you can't always like be in it like i maybe you can't always be you can't always be black you're not black enough for the black people you know uh you're not white enough for the white folks mm-hmm. and you do have that you know melting pot of confusion and issues and whatnot but these are these are also avoidable issues like <laughs> these these were yes. avoidable issues and and it wasn't saying that this is a problem or whatever but it was a potential avoidable issue that a conscious person you know, decide not to make, to think past it and to think past it. And I get that, but it doesn't mean that your life is going to be guaranteed uh, uh, an easy one because now like we all should be loving each other. No, like it's going to be very, it's still, it's still a very difficult life that I don't think I want to put my kids through. It's just, it's just, I don't want to put my kids through a level of um, at least 
identity on that end. I don't want them to do so. I don't want to have to put them through that. I want them to be able to see themselves in their parentals and, and really feel like that's something for them. But yeah. it's interesting. It is interesting to see it. It's it is interesting. interesting to it's, see. It's because it's, it's, gro- it's a growing, it's a growing, um, it's a growing identity that I believe they, they see as damn near, damn near, you can't solve you cannot solve racism by creating a new racial group. It does not make sense. Right. You are creating a subsect of a construct. So you've right. only, you're only making it a deeper level of, conf- of, of, of something that should not exist in the first place. This right. is multiculturalism has been a thing since the beginning of time. And people have attached this thing to it, but the thing about it, the shit would not matter if it never existed. If, if quote unquote race in terms of your skin tone and being separated within that did not exist, the shit would not matter when people intermix right. at all. So there's no value in that because you're wanting to claim the things and like that you should not have to even do that type of gymnastics you don't. You should not want to accept that type of labor either, but I. But I also, in the same, in the same tone, in the same breath, also want you to be aware of what the fuck you living in, because yet again we're still living in the midst of these times. So, Look. so don't opt out. You can't. So when when it comes to you being a per, quote unquote person that is into you know is uh, biracial and 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 a multicultural. You can't be you can't be on one side or the other. Your your existence is in the middle. And that's okay. Yeah. Be fine with yeah. that. Be find some solace in that that you have this this very unique experience, but don't see it as above or below. You're exactly there. You're in between. Right. Because right. that's the construct that is built and so that's the that is now the role that is being forced on to you to confuse the fuck out of your ass. But <laughs> I digress. I do my last thing I want to go to and I want to talk about because I have to talk about it with you. And that okay. is um, a stereotype that I feel like we see all the time in the uh, just in the zeitgeist of the world being um, that essentially men are flawed. Men have these issues. We dogs. We are promiscuous. We uh, we don't believe in so many different things. We can't we can't emote. We can express. We are damaged goods. We need to be trained. We need. Mm. We need to. It's all these various things. Like we literally come as a work in progress into relationships, and for whom we're with, whoever whomever we're with, has to you know focus in on a thing. Or they've almost been. There's almost been this doctrination within society that that's what women kind of should do. Mm. It's kind of fixed these men up. They don't know no better. They're just, you know, cavemen damn near. So civilize mm-hmm. them a little bit, you know? Struggle love. <laughs> Struggle love, you know what I'm saying? Love <laughs> is, you know? Uh, your man dro- walking around the street with his drawers on, but that's cool. Go on a date with him. Give him a chance. <laughs> um, but on the other flip side of that, I think because it being a patriarchal world and, all, and it being this thing where a lot of women are kind of, you know, almost kind of like 
groomed to cater to men to a certain degree. And you have people who lean into that. You have people who definitely push back to that. And so there's this thing of like women have all these other traits. They have to like battle with all these different things. Uh, But the thing that I think is interesting is that men are this way and women are just, okay, okay, cool. And I've seen, seen very interesting uh, conversations happening on the, on the internets about like, you know, the whole kind of like men are trash thing. And, and you know, we can't mm-hmm. even say nothing about y'all cause y'all gonna always try to flip it on us and be like, niggas ain't shit, but y'all be doing <laughs> fucked up shit too. Y'all ain't gonna ever hold yourselves accountable in this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. So what I wanna end this conversation with you with is about accountability overall. Because well, I do believe there is some truth to all these things. I've experienced it firsthand that there is some truth to all these things. Um, in terms of like, I have had friends who have, I believe, been stunt in their own developmental growth. And these are like my yeah. home girls. And, I, and like, right. they come to a realization that like, who I'm choosing to be with isn't really helping me. I'm getting into uh-huh. relationships with people and giving so much of myself and they may be coming out better. They may be understanding. They may have grown, but I really haven't gotten much, but like kind of some of my time used and a little bit of my heart broken. And now, and now here I am. And then when they meet someone who's at a level, which they should, probably should have been with in the first place, they, they, they have this anxiety. They, they're damn near they're damn near fearful because it's like he has his shit together is this is mm-hmm. that and now I'm with him Makes and uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable he wants to do yeah. this he wants to do that I don't know how to feel about it right and and and, right. and and I think that experience happens very often with men and I think that's a similarity that I feel like we can try to find some um some commonalities and we can find some type of support system in is to is when we finally meet someone who is either our equal or our superior in a certain qualities that they have. And I would love to know your, um, your takes on this observation on this kind of, I guess on, on this, uh, occurrence, I'll say this phenomenon of men, of men, of men being actually flawed, perceived in this uh is this in this inflated flawedness as if all of us are that way which we all are to a certain degree but that's not all that we we are are. that's not all that we are there are definitely people who have done some work or starting to do some work or starting to repair themselves just want to be better and then on the flip side all women are just cool all women aren't aren't just trying to get themselves together or loyal or just emotionally have sex we have sex because we're emotionally involved. No, yeah, yeah. That's not, there's a there's a there's a couple of things. So I think one thing about stereotypes is that like there are levels of truth in stereotypes, but it's not mm-hmm. the whole picture. Yeah. And I think sometimes we lose sight that the whole picture is very important because if not, you put yourself susceptible to a blind spot. Yep. And so like there's too often a blind spot in men especially with men, we, we, once again, we already don't think that they're good. We're literally taught as girls 
to be somewhat afraid of men, to have a reservation of men. You don't want to be used by a man. You don't want, and if you're if you're putting these seeds into women now, um, into girls. Let's not just say women, but into girls, and then immediately they come into some a uh, young boy who likes her or this whatever. We already have preconceived ideas of how this man is already going to treat her. But at the same time, we expect, and but then at the same time, we sow the seed of doubt, but also sow the seed of fantasy mm. that your prince is coming. Yes. And this person's going to treat you like this and the other. Mm -hmm. And so when we get to an age where we get to decide on who we want to be with, we tend to find out that, or we tend to think that the guy who isn't bad enough isn't good enough, and the guy who's too good is too good to date. Mm. And so we, we, we are naturally trained to settle with those masks, with that kind of math in our minds. Hmm. And so, like, for me, like, I, this is me speaking, Aisha, okay? Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't you. speak on the behalf of other people or whatever, mm -hmm. but I know from my own personal experience, I realized that I... I, I've always been complex in how I pursue people and how people, how I allow other people to pursue me. Mm. And for me, I didn't get the social cues of this person trying to talk to me. So I would need someone who had a little bit more bravado because it was clear yep. that you are trying to talk to me. Mm. Right. So I, I can't, cause I don't like guessing. Mm. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of bad at it. You know what I mean? You're, you got two fingers behind your back. I'm just like, you got a hand. I don't know how to, I don't know how to guess. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, I just know you got something behind you. I don't really know what it is. I need someone who's a little bit more up, uh, up front. And what I saw was that the people who were more up front were also, you know, more experienced. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of take that with it too, a part of it too. And I was just like, mm. And, but then my, ch my chase, my, my, my taste change. Now, when it comes to me dating and when it comes to me, like thinking about like how guys are or whatever, I have to take men on an individual basis. Yes. So I can't actually be like, oh, because all these men did this, da 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 da. Now he, I have to, I really have to take people like, like, person by person. You have to. So one thing that I, but I had to kind of have adopt an a, a abundance mindset because if I did not adopt an abundance mindset, meaning that there's different types of men and there's all there's and and there's, there's not only different types of men, but there's a man specifically for you. Mm. So I had to stop looking for certain things and whatever. Like before I would, if a guy was, if a, if a if I if a girl had came to me and told me like you probably shouldn't talk to this dude this person you know this any other there will be a time where I'll just take it so to, so much to heart that I did not give that person a chance to 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 show me that they were they were messed up you yeah. know and I would immediately cross them off my list because of what was told to me and whatever. And sometimes I, I don't want to, because sometimes some girl, some, sometimes women will be telling you stuff, you know, for the safetiness of you. 
But then I also realized that women will tell you stuff because they don't want you to date them. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to be with him because if you're with him, then his the way he's treated other women in his past is going to look different. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 he's going to figure it out with you. And they don't want you to, like, I've seen that, I've experienced it, and I'm like, damn, I got I got caught up in it, and I got caught up in the uh, the opinion of, of other other people. But I've also got caught up in the pedestal of, of men, too, like mm-hmm. men not allowing me to be a woman or be a human, mm-hmm. human. Like, you're not allowed to be a human person mm-hmm. who who makes mistakes or who, who doesn't always get the things and who's, um, like, for me, like, it was a, it got to a point where I was just like, dang, I'm able to connect with a lot of different types of people. Mm-hmm. And so fostering a very solid relationship and something that I feel like I can, I can build on requires me to feel like, I can be me. And I said, you know, in the previous, in the previous podcast that we had together, I told you like there was places that I was around that literally didn't, that did not require me to be myself. In fact, it was enforced that I wasn't myself. And why would you be there? and the, b- b- look, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out why she was there in the first place. Okay, <laughs> like I'm just trying to where you, where you at? Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to still figure out like why was I there? But the reality is that everyone wants to feel loved, mm-hmm. and everyone craves it so much that you betray your own. you changing you betray yourself, mm-hmm. and you betray you know the comfort level of your truest self to be to get a fraction of of affection and love and attention yep. and i was just like nah i'm not i'm not that person you know what's what what's crazy now is that i purposely cursed like a fucking sailor in front of you just to see what the hell you're gonna treat me and how you're gonna treat me mm-hmm. because you think i'm smart and you think i'm this intellectual person who, who's above the uh, i'm gonna curse in front of you because i want to see what you're talking about because mm-hmm. I, I need i need i in fact you're not gonna get a refined me until you get the raw yeah you have to get the raw version of me because i that's am naturally so, refined at some so point <laughs> oh that's so real oh that's so real <laughs> damn you said something direct. You can't get the. You say you can't get the refined me until you get the until raw. Until you get the raw. I love until that. you get the raw. I love that, and I love that because I feel like I accidentally experienced, like accidentally exercised what you just said, just mm. because I certainly I'm not a believer in, I'm not a believer in that you know, uh, that whole thing like oh yeah she did she do that to other dudes oh she ain't gonna do that to me. <laughs> I feel like that's a trope that you find a lot within relationships. Because if it's certain people who are violent or problematic, it's a chance they're gonna be probably be problematic to you. But right. for me and my experience, I think um, what I've noticed is that I've been the um, the outlier to a lot of situations unintentionally, mm. and I appreciate that. But I also think it has a lot to do with my um, the traits that I possess. I, okay. I, tr- I I truly truly possess these very adaptable traits. I approach I approach every person as you just said, like from person to person. I don't bring in you know this kind of like I thought it, I thought it was interesting. My uh, my girlfriend now I remember she when we first started dating she asked me like did you like 
ask people around like about me or something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> no, because she knew she knew I would know people who knew her. And, uh, uh. and, I, and I said, and I said, no, I'm like, do I need to <laughs> like, do I, should, should I, you know what I'm saying? And it was a cool, it was a cute little joke. And, and I thought, I thought it was interesting, but I think for me, I, I it, it was an epiphany almost. Cause I was like, I never do that. I never really right. cared to. Because right. I've never cared to. I've certainly dated people that people question, like, damn, you really into her? Or I can't believe that was the one that you really are committing to? Or I would have thought you would have been with someone else or whatever and what have you. But it's for me, I'm truly a person who I'm not attracted to the same things that people just assume that I'm going to be attracted to. Like, if I'm right. a person who is, you know, this very outgoing individual who does who has this who puts out a certain personality whatever 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 doesn't mean that i'm gonna immediately go for this woman who is like this it woman in the room you know who just shining so bright and it is what it is i may i may not want to go with her i might not want to even step to her with any type of energy um but i do think i have me being that outlier i do think that's something i've end up kind of like because I think I, I, what I've, at least in therapy, I, what I've noticed mm-hmm. is that my therapist has said that you, he was like, you, you, he was like, I think your gift of gab is you understanding and being able to recognize what, uh, what makes someone open up to you and what makes someone continue conversation with you. That's a skill, mm-hmm. like a skill that you have. So when you go right. into these places and you meet new people, the reason why people probably enjoy the first conversation with you is because you unconsciously recognize what lights them up. So if we're talking about random things and you, you have, you're, you're so attracted to, you're so, you're so attracted to knowledge and knowing random facts and knowing random things that it serves you now that you have that little, little pocket of knowledge that no matter what people talk about, you can kind of give, you can throw something at them. You can, you can continue the conversation. And once you see that that's, what's going to get them. Now they got, now you got them. And now right. open up a lot faster because it's like, oh, we have this commonality. You get me in the most random of ways. Like you understand right. this, you under, you get this and I'm giving you me. I'm trying to give you the rawest form of me. And then I'm giving you this refined version. And I think, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. As it's, fuck. It's, it's, it's interesting. But as it's fuck. also, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the pro and cons of being charismatic. Yeah, because the is. reality is, is that you are able to foster these relationships with other people and they believe that this is on a deep level. Yeah. But then what is fortifying what is fortifying you yeah. is what is mainly, mainly in question, because people like us were able to talk to pretty damn near anybody. Yeah. We can figure out we love small talk or big talk, whatever you want to talk, we can talk. Like that's 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 fine and all, but then it becomes to the to the relationship aspect of how does this fortify us now? How are we able to provide? How are they able to provide something for us that we may not get in anybody else? Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part because it's just like we have a common interest in a lot of things, mm-hmm. but my genuine and most truest common interest, I tend to kind of, for me now, I, I can I tend to kind of keep it. I keep that information limited in terms of telling 
all types of people. I don't tell everybody about the things that I love to do because at the end of the day, people love to talk about themselves. So other people, I give people the opportunity to like, okay, this is what you like to do. I'm going to give you some common knowledge about what I know that you like to do. I'm going to continue to talk about those things. But then when it comes down to, well, Aisha, what do you like to do? What's your common interest? Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, dang, if I really tell you what's my common interest, will you still think the same thing about me? Would I? Would you still feel the same way? And it's just like, I can't, I couldn't, I had to literally get out of that mindset because once again, is if if I don't say it, I find myself having, uh, I find myself being compatible with someone who is a forced compatibility partner. Mm. Your forced compatibility partner, and I don't want a forced compatibility partner. I don't want you to think that we're we're we are bonding over the things that you think we have most in common with when it's not actually something that we have anything in common with. I just I'm just it's performative, yes. and 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 now sometimes that's, that's, it. that's a good word. That's a good word. It's, it's so performative, and it's just like you know, like I only. <laughs> Aisha, do you snitch on yourself now, or do you just, <laughs> or you just, uh, I had to hold myself upside down. But it's true, like, a good portion of my my younger self dating, I don't have any brothers, mm-hmm. and I come from immigrant parents. Mm-hmm. So the music that we were open to had, no one was listening to at, around my age at my school or whatever. So no one was listening to the music I was listening to. It wasn't until I started dating boys that I was even introduced to hip hop. Damn. Okay. I'm going to say what I said. And I'm going to continue to stay with my story, but follow along. Right. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until, and I mean, also go up in New York. Yes. You're going to be, you know, introduced to hip hop, but you're also going to be introduced to soccer music, dance hall. Like mm-hmm. you're going to still get introduced to like more Caribbean music than just like straight up hip hop. If you were, that means you had another male in your house that listened to hip hop. Mm-hmm. I did not, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't come from that. So it wasn't until I started dating guys and guys would have interest in hip hop. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. And I don't know. And so I would have to look and do my research and actually dig up this information to build my recall of like what hip hop, what, what different types of hip hop, old school hip hop, this I know where it comes from, where certain people come from and like actually build that musical repertoire in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, but once again, uh, there was a level of performative of this, like because you have such a huge interest in it, I need to know more about it. Yeah. Whereas I could, if they were asking me like, what's your, what's your favorite, what, what's your favorite music to, to talk about? I would just immediately to the next person, I'll just gain as much information as I can about that. And then the next person I regurgitate that same information and create more, more topics about more controversial discussions about this and the other, because it was just like, I'm learning this, I'm learning this, I'm learning this, I'm learning this, so I can give you this, 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 and this. But it never came to, like, what do you actually like? And then when it did come to what you actually liked, it was such a visceral, like, uh, aversion to it. I was just like, oh, wow, this is when I can't even be myself. It's better. It's easier. It's easier to be the dream girl of everyone else's versus actually getting my own dream person. Mm-hmm. And so that, and, but that it's, it's like, it's toxicity out of like, out of fakery. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want to. And as I get older, 
I'm grateful that I'm just like, I don't have time for it. No. Whether I like this, now I just have all this information about it. Not to say I don't value it, but I have all this information about all types of things that I just really don't, I don't, I don't care to keep on my head all the time. And I'm just like, man, look, like, I don't know. I used to be even, oh, yeah, I just used to be embarrassed to talk about sports even because I actually grew, even though I didn't grow up with the music factor, my dad was a basketball nut. Mm-hmm. So I, we loved watching basketball. We loved watching actual sports. We like we loved it. it you know, especially when you have a father that don't have any sons mm-hmm. and he, all he has back-to-back is girls, he's going to make y'all as boyish as possible. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, <laughs> we watching games. We went, but I used to be embarrassed to say that with guys or say that to guys because, one, I didn't think it was feminine enough, and, two, I thought that if they did say it, they're going to try to – play me and I can't I can't tolerate being played mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna leave that out of discussion you're just gonna find it when you're like asking me where I'm at and I'm like I'm at a bar watching the game and then you're gonna be like with who and I'm like by myself <laughs> because it's what I enjoy my, mm-hmm. this is what, how I like to spend my time mm-hmm. but I don't know I just feel like there's certain things that men get like pushed on in titles of you know being some type of you know they're they're not they're they're naturally evil, but then there's also just like I've seen some women who just really be dogging dudes out, and I be mean, <laughs> I be mean, I and and it's it's so it's so I had someone say that men don't cheat because they always get caught, but women know how to cheat, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I don't know. <laughs> I think women do a little bit. It's just easier for them. There's a privilege of being a woman is that, like, no one's really going to dig deep into your situation because there is a perceived idea of just, like, you're being, that it's emotional and, and you wouldn't cheat. And if you cheat, then it's because you care about this person or whatever, not thinking that this person just might want different. But it is an underlying arrogance, I believe, that goes oh, with to, whom? from from <laughs> men to believe, like, I think, like even yes. myself, I think my underlying arrogance is that when I'm when I'm single and I'm approaching women, I don't give a fuck about you got a man or not. I was like that for a long time in my life. It's and terrible. So, and because because to me it was about me and you, and I believe that arrogance also carries into relationships as well. Right. Where where it's where it's this energy of. I don't. I don't like. I, I've. I've never been with. I've never been with a woman and got energy of like. Yeah, she would cheat on me. Yeah, she probably would. She probably is. Uh, and because because you wouldn't because you wouldn't date a girl that that looked that way. But not. You it's wouldn't. not even look. I don't. I don't. I genuinely. I feel like I'm. I feel like my. And I think this is something I'm just. You know, kind of jumping coming to realization in this uh, conversation. But I feel like I see it in other men as well, and that's. I don't. I genuinely don't believe somebody would, as if so, as if somebody wasn't like as if as if I'm like like the audacity like of the audacity to cheat on me type <laughs> shit. Like I think, and I don't think that's a good thing. Oh, but I do believe, men I do will be, get their feelings broke. But yeah, exactly. But shattered. I feel like that that is why I think that <laughs> is the energy that a lot of men. But also the validation that comes within that is what they see in popular culture and what they see amongst other people. So right. you, have, you have men who can be, you know, habitual, you know, adulterers and cheaters, married or not. 
And that person, that partner who's being cheated on never decides to ever step out. That's never even in their thoughts. And I think because, and if it is in their thoughts, it stays there. They never act on it. That's a touchy situation because I'm telling you, like, I've seen it too often. I've seen, like, I've just seen, like, this idea that guys cheat down, but women cheat up. Yeah. So you don't want to you don't want to see the guy you don't want to talk to the guy you don't want to be around the guy that she passed up for you today. Exactly, but you don't want to see that dude. Exactly, but that's <laughs> that the, dude because keep that sh- and she don't talk about that dude. That's the, that's that's, that's the worst. She will never real. give you details, but she always she will always give you details about the one before him. Yes, <laughs> but yes. she would she and, would and, never give the details about the one because why? Because if you fuck up. That is the first that is, person that's she the going. First to. person she calling. That's the first. That's the first but, person she's rekindling. I'm telling you. But and I think it, that's where the balance comes from. That's on gang. Yeah. Like that's yeah. on gang. And it's terrible. It's terrible. It is. <laughs> it is. But I, think, but I feel like I feel like that's the compartmentalization that I think women don't give themselves credit for. I think women can compartmentalize mm. very well. I think they just don't think they're doing it all the time. Because I all feel right. like men are, are the, you know, the spokespeople for compartmentalization in terms right. of feeling that we can't, like a lot of men feel that we can just, you know, well, I mean, we just fucking, it ain't like, it's just physical with us. We just, Whoops. it's an ego thing. We just, we ain't trying to just cheat for you. But y'all be the one catching real feelings. Maybe, and that's the real, thing. Real, real feelings for the chick that, and that's the scary part. Y'all staying in a relationship that you know is not gonna make you happier this any other, but you but you are in and you are in love with your supposed side chick. Yes. And the thing is is like you wish you wish you could have that freedom to do it. And that's a cowardice on both ends. Like yeah. just be with one you're supposed to be with or you feel like you 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 you, you wanna be with. Yes. But the thing is be be with be be with the one that we can be with, not the one that we want to be with. Yes. And that's the problem. Yes. I'm not trying to be I'm not that's I think I had to run out of that. Like I told you, I left the most I left one of the most healthiest relationships I've ever been in. Mm. Because I knew that I wasn't always gonna be happy with this man. Damn. Every every day every, every for forever Mm-hmm. He's he's look he's good he's great he's awesome he's this any other um, this is nice and this and but I feel like I will be doing a disservice to this man who deserves to be loved completely and holistically. Mm. If I stay with this man, he will make the longest mistake of his life. Damn, because we'll be together. We will be we will be together. We will have a lot of kids. We'll do well. You know, we can both be successful. We can build this power couple situation. But mm-hmm. you will still be you will still be settling mm-hmm. because I'm settling right now yeah. for just this. And it and it was terrible. It was terrible. Like who breaks up holding hands? Mm. <laughs> like, like this is a genuine love and just like a genuine consideration. I'm just like I'm so grateful that I met you because you raised the bar. Yeah, you raised the bar, but it, it just it just wasn't it just wasn't it didn't it didn't hit 
for me. And I know, like, people are like, oh, well, you know what? Well, that's just that's a good black man that you just kind of... No, that's honest, and that's, that's I always honest, get though. that, right? Like, I always get this, like, oh, you, you, you know, you got to be careful because, you know, you always say the good black man, but then... You know, after they after they date you, they got reservations. I'm just like, yeah. it's not my fault. <laughs> I yeah. promise. It's just I'm very. I'm, I just there's a thing that I'm looking for, and I know that I'm, it, I know that it exists, but I have to be truthful to myself, and that's the only way I'm going to be able to get it. Mm-hmm. And if I continue to kind of just like hold in and like, okay, this is not whatever. Because the thing is, I could have dated him, and I could have kept dating him could have kept it and I could have seen him deteriorate because of the fact that I might not be someone that he's so used to pleasing people. He's so used to being the mark for people. And I'm just like, no, it's just, it's not that it's not, it's not even that. It's just, I'm really, I really want, I really want you. I want, I want me to be happy, but I know that I'll be doing a complete disservice to you mm. if you are not with someone who I know is going to fully not only just appreciate it but be able to do something with it yeah. other than utilize it yeah. and I'm just like I don't want I don't want that I want some, I want something tangible and real that can be built and whatever and I don't I don't care if it looks like you know everyone else's I don't I don't really sometimes I don't really want it to look like anybody else's I want it to look like my own That's real. and I think it was so easy to get into that oh we can easily we look good together we could easily build things and it's like oh okay look mm-hmm. uh, uh, you're doing this uh, uh. and it, it looks like it was on paper everything that okay this is gonna be great but then at the same time I'm just like sometimes you got to go with that gut and your gut feeling is so, is so hard because complacency can can nullify and silence your gut. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the little boxes can kind of, you can get addicted to just the appearance of how everybody else's stuff looks. And then you just like, well, okay, this is the next step, I guess. I'm turning 26, I'm turning 27, I'm turning 28, I'm turning 29, I'm almost 30. And this is this is the perfect this is a perfect, perfect specimen of a, a husband. He looks like he would be a good husband. But just because he looks like he's a good husband doesn't mean that he's, he's your husband. Like, exactly. and, and, and that sometimes we, as women, kind of, like, we mess up there. We mess up there because we're, we're looking for a husband. Mm-hmm. And it's, first of all, your husband's supposed to find you. Mm-hmm. And the vibrancy of how you are showing up in the world is by what you do naturally. And, but we're so we're manufacturing our feelings sometimes. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, I don't want us to just look cute. I don't want us to just look cute. Cause I know that it's not, that's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. It's just not like, I don't know, we, but we have some level, we have toxic, we have just have a toxic way of loving each other, both men and women. But right. sometimes with women, it's a uh, idealized idea that we become a little bit entitled. Like I never got to have that comfort feeling of having, uh, thinking that a man was going to provide for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing if you can you feel me but mm-hmm. I just never had that um, freedom to have that thought because I was an opinionated girl. Yeah. 
So being an opinionated girl, you immediately stamped with, I don't know who's going to marry you, girl. So you yeah, might just have yeah. to provide for yourself. You might, you might, you might just actually need a, you might actually need a, a trade or something. You, you gonna, you're gonna need, you gonna need to be able to provide for yourself because you are opinionated. You got a lot. Of, you, you, you talk too much. So you, you, you might not find a man. And if you're not going to find a man, then, you know, whatever. And, and I used to have this, like, weird disdain for guys who actually wanted to provide for me. It's just like, why? What you want to provide for me for? Because I'm not going to be quiet. I hope that you think that. I hope you don't think that because you're providing for me that now my mouth is going to be shut. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be able to say how I feel about certain things because I will happily leave you, get my cute little apartment, yeah. Spend my little mad money and do those things just because you didn't decide to respect yourself by respecting me. Yeah. So, um, but I, you know, I ain't trying to be all that harsh because I'm a sap too. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like we just have toxic ways of loving each other as I a agree. whole. I agree. We just do. And I, I, and I think you speak spoke so much to accountability because I do believe that so many people, it's hard for them to be honest with themselves in terms of that. Like, be honest that they truly are settling in moments, truly are co-opting things chosen for them that they believe to be predisposed and haven't even thought, is this really what you want or not? Um, Right. And because it's a feeling of you thinking about how everyone else would think about this if you don't set this certain expectation that society says that you should set. Um, I, I, I remember just thinking, I remember just pushing back in in certain conversations that I've had in past relationships, just about just traditionalism and certain things mm. happening in a certain way, and it's like I'm not the, I'm not the guy who's gonna come at you and tell you that I don't believe in labels and all these different things, but I'm also not gonna tell you how, this is how it has to go. This is how this has to be because that's we're not like me and you are no one else, and I don't want to sit here and and be on this roadmap for something that. I don't even know. You want me to right. truly set up this thing that I don't even know? Because what I am going to do in the now is f- is be fully committed to you. And and my actions are going to follow those certain things. And I think what I learned within myself is that I can, I don't think I'm, I, I, don't, I genuinely don't think it's natural for me to perform certain things that you, yeah. like to be performative in that way. I think I'm very organic in terms of like my affection. And I also, like I said, I'm still have that adaptable trait. So if I if I see certain things, or if you uh, react to certain things, I'm going to do certain things. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna I'm, I think that's my I guess my way of trying to figure out a way to you know to to compromise and please you in some way, shape, or form. And I'm trying to I'm still learning on how that should be you know monitored and and, and managed because that is a person that is a part of my personality. But I think. We live in this age now, like you said, where we are bringing in toxic traits that we didn't even, that we're just op- either opting into or just yeah. accepting into our lives to be just written in stone. And I just don't believe that that's how we should really fucking move. And we should right. really it's a see ourselves. It's to actually getting what we want and quicker. Yeah. Because we actually, we're, we're, we, we waste time not stating what we actually want. Mm-hmm. We waste time, but we have to remember, like, 
even as a male, there's a male privilege of being able to say what you want yes. and say what you don't want yes. and it be uh, considered. Yes. Actually be considered. Yes. And with us, like with women, it's like we can say what we want and we can say what we do want. And it's, it, it really, it really kicks us in the foot, you know, and it really puts us in a, a, a predicament. And that's almost like, look, when someone uh, like another male affirms us, it's not saying that we need the affirmation of a male to get what we want. But when another male uh, does affirm what we say and say, like, okay, yes, like, even like it can get weird down to ordering something that we want to like we want from the bar, and if we say we want this, and then someone will try to convince us of getting a different meal, a, a different drink, and then uh, and it's just like um, no, I I want this. Don't look at me crazy because if a male orders, I want a Long Island iced tea, no sour mix, no Coke, and they said you know that's all liquor. It's, it's, if a man says it, he's gonna get that. But if a woman says it, it's just like, do you oh, know that? You know it doesn't. That, that that doesn't have any. It's gonna be straight liquor. You sure you're okay with? Um, look, <laughs> I said it right. That's because that's what I want. That's a real. And then a some. Point. And then some man can come and get the woman what she asked for. Then that. Then that's when people hear you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. No, like I want what I want, and I and I and I I rather be able to be open about it and whatnot. Guys, have to affirm some. Sometimes guys have to be the person that shows up to affirm women. Sometimes women have to be that um the, those safe spaces for men to affirm things too. Like mm-hmm. when a man is sad or wants or when he wants to feel and whatever, and be be you know down him for being down and upset. That's that's problematic because then you're not allowing him to have that that freedom to express all of his emotions. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, we just have to start affirming each other as humans to be human. Yes. Um, it's just important, but it's also like, you know, it is a construct, but it's a reason why it was constructed. There's a reason why male, there's a male construct and there's a female construct and these, these, these things that we attach itself to and I'm like, y'all, we are a combination of all these things when you really look at it. But we have to actually learn how to affirm ourselves as a human being. We are not susceptible to, like, like we are actually programmed to mess up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when we don't allow each other to mess up, and then it, which even goes back to Kanye, like, at the end of the day, like, we have to allow people to be human mm-hmm. and have human error and, and let them do what they do. But they ha- we also have to keep people accountable at the same time. Can so I'm not, I'm not going to allow you to, you know, infect me because of your own, like, you know, journey. Like, you can have your journey and, it ha- and have it be there, mm-hmm. <laughs> over there, yeah. and let it be over there. Like... Just don't make sure it don't, you know, it doesn't affect the pool. But when we put so many people in high regards and we put these people in pedestals, even when we put our friends in pedestals and ourselves in pedestals, like, you know, well, he's my homie, so I'm not going to really check him like that because it's not my place to check him. If if, if it's not your place as his, as your homie to check your, your brother, then then what? when can you ever check him? I, I should look, and then, look, look now, look now. You're on to some. You're you're tapping into a whole another um, episode right there, girl. Because I have 
I have certainly tweeted multiple times that w- that I am tired. I am tired of that's the, that's beyond me. That's that man Look. business. I ain't got no words. I'm, it ain't none of my business. Look yeah. at this point. It, but but at the same time, we can have every man can have should not even has every man should have a opinion about specific things. Every man right. should react to specific things. And I hate that. I push back to that all the damn time. And people look at me like I'm crazy. crazy. Like, damn, you really got damn, you really got something to say about that. I'm like, yes. This is not cool. Yeah, y'all, y'all not gonna say that. And but that I'm telling you, hatred can come in silence, y'all. Yeah. Hatred can come in silence. I yeah. promise you, there's people who will let you walk miles and miles and miles with tissue on your shoe, and they will not say a goddamn thing because they don't like your ass. Yeah. <laughs> they don't, me, they don't like you. Why would they help you? Why would they open their mouth to say anything of yeah. support or, or kindness or just realness to you? Yeah. Why? They have no, they have no stake in your progression. They have no stake in you being well and good and this and the other. So why, why? But my thing is the same thing with another female. Like, look, oh, with another woman, is that like, look, sis, and that's why I kind of love the word sis, and and some people feel some kind of way. But like, sis, I'm not here to hurt you. Like, I'm not your enemy. I'm not this or the other. But at the end of the day, like, and that's I'm a, I'm gonna put you on. I think I think that's in relationships too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I've often I've often had to remind my girlfriend right now. Like when I when I say something to you about something you're doing to me, I'm not saying it from a, coming from a place of adversary. I'm not your right. enemy because I'm critiquing I'm or giving you criticism or telling you about something I'm noticing or telling you about something that I, that is a. Expectation that I may be expressing. Right. I'm not telling right. you this because I'm trying to defame your character or do anything. I don't believe you really want to do this to me. I don't believe right. that's all of what you are. And if right. this is what you are, and this is what you want to do, if this is how you move, this is the floor for us to talk about the thing. Yeah, I need to understand it. I need to understand if this is how it's going to be. But people don't listen to understand. Is. But I, but I think, I and I've seen so often with um, men and women when expressed, when when expressed a, when a grievance is expressed, they take it in this defensive tone because they, the, what leaves their mind is usually that this person is against me being me or me or something of me, not that this is coming from someone who loves you, someone who right. cares. If I did not right. care, if I didn't give a damn, if it doesn't matter, I'm gonna still do me at the end of the day, recklessly. Then it doesn't. I don't care what you, what opinion you really have of me. Right. I don't and care that's to, scary. and I don't care to tell you about what you've done to me because it doesn't matter. Right. And I think people don't realize it. They don't notice that. They they people see the silence of relationships. They see the the person who is very quiet. And doesn't really have opinions on much as that being something that, you know, okay, yeah, we're really good because we like never argue and we never have to discuss these things or we're never combative about certain things. We're never on some contrary about anything. And it's like, okay, 
somebody somebody may not be being all the way honest about certain things. No one no one ever come no one is a perfect puzzle piece in that way. There's certain right. exp- you you have different experiences than I do as well. And it's right. no, and it's into and to me, I think that's a sign that the representative may be around a little too damn long. Who? And the representative oh. may have to like acknowledge to be in the room. And I think a lot of people have gotten very used to performing in that way, to yeah. to allowing the ex- the representative to stay around past that dating phase. And but it's a protection. It's a it's 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 a, it's a it's a it's a it's a perceived. Is a perceived protection. Yeah. When someone does this, like the the chameleon changes colors and performs to change a different color to protect itself. Yes. And so it is. When you said a prolonged representative, like we when we have this representative, and and, and it, it takes place of our actual face or our actual being, is is that's when it becomes toxic and it becomes a problem because now this person will now not only this person but you don't get to fully express who you are and when we try to like coping mechanisms are literally meant to work for temper like it's meant to be a temporary thing so repression of self-identity is is meant for a temporary situation that's why the relationship won't last that's why there is a problem. And, you know, some people, you know, relations, some relationships really do end because the other person just got tired of pretending. Yes. They Period. just got tired. They got exhausted with it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Look, I can't pretend no more. Like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm like, exasperated. And I, do think that, I, can't, I can't do it. That goes into settling, but what? And, every, but what? That goes into settling and everything, too. I think I can only imagine the number. The, the enormous number of women, and I, I mean, I feel like men. I feel like a lot. We see a lot more in um, with men in terms of like coming to realize the life that you did not plan to have or did not want, but you said you you believe this is the life that you were supposed to have. You're um, trained so to many, think this is the life that you're supposed you're to have. Trained to think that, but I, I can only it's imagine funny. how many women are sitting here miserable as hell. How many of our grandmothers? Who, and, and once they, they they had to get to eighty years old to realize I really did not want to have no fucking kids. I did not. I didn't want to have no kids, but I, I damn sure didn't want to have kids with this man. I didn't want to have like, kids with this man, or better yet, I didn't want to. I'm, I may not even want to be with this man. A uh, men in general. Men in general. In general. Okay. And, and, and like, I, I've, rep- I've suppressed and repressed and kept this feeling, these feelings down because of the the age and generation I grew up in. And then you have other examples of folks who, who still to this day have you know still to this day have been married for however long, and they're just getting by. They're just like I I I think it's no, I think it's not a, a, a accident why so many people can talk about how their grandparents are just so like. Uh, just just living, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, right. I, I was like, that don't, I was like, that don't make sense to me. Like, I was like, I'm not, I haven't yet lived the, the amount of years they've lived, but I do believe there's a level of, you know, growing into each other and growing with each other that to me, what to me, because life gets easy, life will get easier in certain aspects. To me, I think that would be a, a part of life that will get easier as well. 
Like, nope. I'm with you, and I've been with you for decades and decades. We've had fam- we've created a family, and they've had families, and so on and so forth. And now we're in our, like, golden years, and I can- can't stand to look at you. I can't. I can't. In fact, I'm mad every time I do look at you. Like, there is this unhappiness being, you know, being... And once again, unhappiness is being built and grown and festered and whatever because of your inability to be true to thyself. Yes. And, and, I, I and, just, the, and that's scary, though, because we have to actually, we literally as humans have to give other humans like, like a safe space to be themselves because if not like two fake people can't continue to be together one fake person and a real person can't be together it takes you know it takes two real people to kind of just make that decision to say like this is what i truly want and actually exchange it and say and be comfortable with it and that's self-care when you're true to yourself it is self-care because can't nobody fault you can't exactly. nobody fault you when you are being true to yourself and true to your nature. And the reality is, is that, yes, we even get mad. Like, this might be a bad example, but we really can't fault Trump for being Trump. He's exactly who he said he was going to be. Mm-hmm. He's exactly what he says he was be. Like, this is man is exact. And, he's been, and the thing is, when we don't, because we allow the representative, because at some point in time, we don't talk about how Trump was, like, literally every rapper's friend at some point in time. Like, he was literally, he was hanging out with the rappers. He was hanging out with Russell uh, Simmons, hanging out with a whole bunch of people and whatever. But we allowed the, we prolonged the representative Mm -hmm. and the belief of that representative that he allowed instead of actually seeing the full picture. Like, we have to allow ourselves to see the full picture because sometimes we can't. It's not that the person's not trying to show us what it is. It's just that we're just not trying to believe them. Mm. And that's the problem. Like, I'm, 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 my problem is not coming in contact with people who are not showing me who they are. My problem is that when they show me who they are, I do not believe them. And I don't allow them to actually be like, once again, we are seeing Kanye show us. <laughs> That he is a shifty ass person. Like <laughs> he keeps showing us, but what, what we say focuses on on is what he shifts into. But we are not taking to account that he's a shifter. So whatever, but we're just waiting for the for the mold that he's that we're most comfortable with. And for for now, this is the most that we're comfortable with right now. His current form. Is what, but when he decides to take that religious and make it sacrilegious, and now, then now he he gave us Antichrist. He was literally, (laughs) this man was literally calling himself Jesus at some point years ago, not even that. Yes, and now, but now, (laughs) but now it's a little bit different. So it's like, okay, I took myself from that mindset, and now I'm, 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 I'm glorifying Jesus instead. Because that that's a better look. That's a bit. And that's it's, a that's how to go. God complex feel. to. I'm I'm a I'm a servant now. I'm so a servant that's now. A very interesting shifty. road to to take in your journey. It is. <laughs> it, is it is. It is. It's shifty. It's 
Okay, so we can we can wrap it up. I want you to just give one last cool short parting words to wrap up how you feel about I guess just this overall message of accountability, overall message that you kind of feel in your heart about how people have moved throughout relationships in this current time that we're in. You've said so much and I appreciate everything that you said. There's so many sound bites. I don't know what clip I'm gonna make of this damn whole episode at this point. I said that and thought like, I don't know. I can just write down timestamps, but I'm kinda into this, so I'm not paying attention to the to the time. I'm just I'm just talking. But before you before you go, I'm I want you to send it off and send us on and talk up and give one more tidbit or solution or tip to the people in terms of the not even just if it's not even if it's about love it's about self-love it could be about whatever you feel in terms of all of that we've spoken to because i feel like it's been a lot of things but more than anything i think it's been about awareness and accountability so awareness yeah. yeah i mean i guess a big thing that i'm even getting from this is to thyself be true mm. and remain true like the reality is is that we come into this world alone sometimes but with people and independence is not the final step to be independent is a great step to get to and not a lot of people actually get to that step but once you get to the level of independence you must now challenge it to see how strong it is Mm. and the only way to challenge it is by working with other independent people and not being swayed by it but being motivated by the the result that is going to better everyone and the reality is is that i find myself just getting deeper and deeper deeper into my independence that i do want to challenge it i am challenging right now by being an independent person and and have a conversation with another independent person and figuring out how can we better the the state of conversation how can we enhance the state of we are having two different types of conversations but how does that work together and it it strengthens us as an independent person so right now i'm just i I implore to everyone who even took time to listen to really truly 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 dig deep and figure out the best way for you to work with others and also to strengthen who you are your representative can also be you Mm -hmm. like you can be your representative you can you don't have to represent a different thing or an entity you can be your representative and the reality is is that you are your representative you like you actually are that so whatever you decide to showcase and whatever you decide to expose make sure that it is you because then when people figure out who you are they're not saying you know anything but the truth which is who you represented and hopefully it is the truth hopefully you are representing your truth like i got a lot that i'm growing on i'm not perfect i'm not and i i I haven't met a perfect person yet um i just know that people are susceptible to failure and they're susceptible to have their mind be changed and and things be different and i just like i just really important for you to just be like as cheesy as this may sound but literally be yourself because that's how you're going to get quicker to love you want you want to find love then be yourself and if you feel like there's a better version of yourself that's out there 
strive to be that version of yourself. Um, but understand that, like, don't just put out the good. Um, because then you're gonna, you, then you're gonna find that people are attracted to only the good in you. Mm. And, you know, just find, be able to be all of you. Find someone who makes you feel comfortable to be all of you. Because we gotta stop, we gotta actually stop downplaying the people that make us feel comfortable to be ourselves. We got to stop putting them people in positions of just only being your friend. That is the person you're supposed to marry. That's the person that you're supposed to be like that, that not, I can't say supposed to, but that, is, that, that you have a higher chance of survival with being with someone that makes you feel completely comfortable being yourself. Yep. And that's all facets of the word, like of comfort. Yes. Find that person, you know, find that person and, and appreciate that person and love on that person and also be a safe space for that person, too. Because some people be just being with those people and they'll just use up, use up, use up that space, but not even provide that same space for that person to be themselves. Mm. And so um, reciprocation is always a key, a key factor. But that's that's all I got to give you all little kids. I'm sorry. I'm still learning. I love what you, I love everything you just said. And I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate okay, you. I want you, you to tell everyone how they can follow you, how they can support you, how they can <laughs> continue to keep up with you and anything that you do. Yes. Okay, cool beans. Um, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at she knew nothing S-H-E-K-N-E-W-N-O-T-H-I-N-G. And um, look out for a new project. Please, please, please. And power.vision. A-N-D-P-O-W-E-R dot V-I-S-I-O-N. Um, and this is the And Power Vision is just to kind of motivate people to think past or. You don't have to pick between or. You can truly pick and and just figure out a plan to do so. And that's mainly where I'm going to do a lot of my astrology readings and allow people to figure out how to work with their natal chart so they can actually get the life that they want. Mm. Uh, ooh, let's go. Okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. the Virgo trying to help y'all folks. Yeah, trying to help y'all folks. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I really do appreciate you. I think this conversation is definitely going to be one of those thinkers that people play back and really tap into and catch the gems when they catch them and go back to. And um, I appreciate you. I really do. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always, always a pleasure talking to you. It's always good. It's always good talking to you as well. But for everyone listening, make sure you follow Aisha Oduola Owu everywhere. And make sure you support her and everything that she does. If you appreciate you all for listening and you know you can listen everywhere podcasts are available. You can follow me at Kings underscore memoirs and also follow the page. It's simply King Pod. I love all the people who've been supporting from, for years and years. And if you're just now listening, jumping in right now. Hey, how you doing? Hope you stick around. But this is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. I'm Rodney Perry, and this is Simply King. Peace. It's all right, but you tell me-